is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. With all kinds of breakthroughs, I'm very impressed. But as to the meaning and purpose we live, there's only one answer creation can give. He was taken with anger on a cross to die. Tell me something. Berger wanted to build a dam, but had never done so before. Wise Mr. O suggested that he seek Mr. Beaver, 
who was the world's best dam builder. So he did. Mr. Beaver gave him all the advice he needed. Then Mr. Badger got to work. After a lot of hard work, Mr. Badger had his very own dam, something he could be proud of. And all because of Mr. Beaver's good advice. Whenever a person desires to make a breakthrough in an area of his life, he has to exert energy against the inertia and obstacles that impede his progress. Advancement will occur if good plans are established. These are made by seeking advice and information from others. Before you declare war on an area of your life you wish to improve, gain all the counsel you can. Then put that counsel into action and go for it because plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without the advice of others. God bless you. Listener, today we bring you the concluding part of the topic trauma doll. Enjoy. Okay, now I'm coming back to hit harder to the regulator. You're talking plenty about people offending, and I'll come to what you're doing, FDA as regulator, uh, whether or not you're going to talk about logistical constraints like they are. Christ, I can't people are saying. <laughs> okay, what it is is you would have done all due diligence. I hope you're not going to sell logistical constraints. It will come. <laughs> you would have done all due diligence and um, through the registration process, um, review documentation, it's gone to the lab and all that, and then given market authorization for the medicine to be imported into the country for its um, requisite use. And then you also follow the supply. The medicines we are mentioning now are controlled only medicines or controlled drugs. And by that, they have a tendency of being abused and diverted. So there are monitoring parameters that we've put in place so that you do not just bring these medicines into the country. You report, we've even instituted a permit system before you can bring it in. You have to take a permit. Then you report on its distribution or um, its utilization pattern, where you have taken these drugs, your supply, where you took them to. And what we do is we do follow-up monitoring to ensure that it didn't find itself in illicit markets or where you said you took them, that's where you, you it, it was supplied to. So basically, we don't just um, register and leave it at that. We monitor to make sure that it's being used for its intended purposes. And then on our routine public education with the schools, we realized that it's being abused. So we have intensified or strengthened 
are education or advocacy, telling the youth and then the general public about the health hazards associated with um, abuse of codeine and tramadol. And we are also collaborating. I mentioned that pharmacists have a role to play. Other healthcare professionals have a role to play to curb this menace. So collaborating with Pharmacy Council so that pharmacists will insist on prescriptions or restrict access to only prescription and then vet this on valid prescription only, give us even records of who and uh, came for them so that we can even monitor to the end user. So basically, that is what um, FDA is doing to okay. make sure that and, we can. And in August, I can assure you that our institutional campaign about these drugs, we are going to make sure we, we partner to do that. No we, problem at all. Yes, we would love that. Okay. And let's come back to our conversation, the final part of it. What population day? The bigger the numbers, the more logistical constraint FDO talk. So, what population day, when we are so numerous, how does that affect your work in terms of quality delivery of your service? So, it's not just FDA, but the, the more we are, more resources we have to channel everywhere. And uh, there's a, a burden on the economy of the nation. Uh, national health insurance system will be overly burdened. So more resources generally across board, not just for FDA. But you rightly said, and we are increasing in numbers. And since the inception of FDA, we have offices around the nation. So whatever is done in Accra is replicated across the nation. And so we need more logistics. We need vehicles to go and do our post-market surveillance. We need funding. We need a lot of funding. Public health and safety involves a lot of training. You'd have to train people to even appreciate and then comply or for, for compliance level to increase. You'd have to do a lot of training for people to appreciate your laws. Otherwise, the laws become like a decor. People see the law and they do not appreciate or understand it. So even though um, I mentioned you saying in your intro that God says we should give birth in and occupy the, the the nations or the land. But we should also take into consideration as we increase in our numbers, there should be more resources. The, our level of education should increase. You, sh- you don't just have to bring forth and not take care of your children. You make sure they are properly educated so that they are well equipped for the task ahead of them. So more people, more resources. But um, we... we, we we are committed to the public health and safety of the nation and even working with the um, mineral resources that we have to ensure that we bring it, everybody in Ghana to compliance. FDA, before your contacts, where are your stickers? We don't see your stickers. When you say stickers? Other advocacy materials, stickers. Oh, um, we have them. We have calendars and the rest. I've yes, never seen you yes, come we, with we, them. We, we have them. We've developed a lot of flyers on um, tobacco use, tobacco abuse, drug abuse. We have them. Where do we get so them? So we would have to bring them to you okay. or come to our offices for them. We have them. We have smokers' body. We have educational materials. That's a quick. Sorry for that. The smokers' body that I came to catch up from your office at your recent press conference. About how many 
every part of the human body has an effect being meted out to by the smoking, right? Exactly. It affects hmm. every part of your body. That is oh. what it does. It contains over 7,000 chemicals and all these chemicals, about 70 of them are carcinogenic. And all these chemicals affect all parts of your body. Just give us a, a brief, a brief. We shall take time for that, but at least yes. Let's, so the, for the next substance, apart from contain, tobacco containing nicotine, which is very, very, very addictive, like the um, pain medicines, the codeine, and things I mentioned, this level of addiction is so high that if you need to get yourself off the addictive nature of the nicotine, you need um, to seek cessation services or professional help. Then it contains benzene, carbon monoxide, and all these substances affect your heart, your lungs. So apart from affecting your cardiovascular system, it's going to affect your... So basically, tobacco affects every part of your body. You get lung cancers, throat cancers, um, your GIT system is affected. It is the only product that when you take it, you find a manual or you find on the pack that says that this uh, product that you are going to use is dangerous for your health and people still use it. So currently what um, FDA is coming to do is we've developed pictures. What we have now on the packs are test health warnings. But globally, we are shifting away from the test to pictures that um, we all know they are clearer at communicating the health hazards associated with tobacco use. So you have these pictures of diseased lungs, diseased hearts, diseased throats, pictures that has affected somebody's leg, serrative leg. And research has it that the pack or the tobacco product pack, each time a smoker opens it, it sends a signal. It tells you that this is what you are doing to your body. So with time, the smoker, it, it demotivates the smoker to smoke or it motivates him to quit smoking. And even for our uh, populace that we have vulnerable groups like children and people who have low literacy rates, the pictures will go a long way to educate them on the health hazards associated with tobacco use. So tobacco has nothing in it that's and it's just a perception that people think it, it makes you it gives you this euphoric sensation for recreational use and all that and we've also realized that once you start smoking the tendency for you to get yourself into illicit drug use like the cocaines and the heroines is increased you start smoking regular combustible tobacco and before we realize you are doing hard drugs that will affect your psychosomatic system and if give you these all these psychiatric disorders that we we talk about okay. before we go let me mm. mention shisha the tobacco industry is just shifting emphasis on the new trend and there's a lot of mis misconception going on especially among the youth that there are safer forms of tobacco use but there are no safer forms of tobacco use. Whether you chew it, you smoke it, the mode of delivery, what they say is, oh, I've seen the device and I know the way it acts. It passes over water. So there's this perception that, or misconception that um, the toxins or the chemicals that we are seeing are toxic when they inhale it will be 
um, detoxified or by the time you inhale it through using the mouthpiece, all these toxins may not be in the product. But it is not true. In fact, the way it, 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 it's delivered, there are even more finer droplets than the, combust- the regular combustible one. Can you imagine that an hour long of shisha is equivalent to about 200 or 300 sticks of regular combustible tobacco smoke? So we have... We are very aggressive to the shisha use because of the misconception and the tendency that people are thinking those are safe forms. Unfortunately, they are not safe forms and are as more dangerous than even the regular combustible tobacco products that they, um, we have on the market. Olivia Ajikumabasi, grateful madam. Thank you for having a It's deal. my pleasure. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Is the moment of truth. Watching for you and Hello, my wonderful listener. Once again, you are welcome to Moment of Truth. The Discover segment is a segment in which we discover very important Bible truths that we apply for our lives. We have been discussing this very important question. Does my life really matter to God? We started by saying God created a perfect world. The last time we spoke, we looked at how God created our world in six days and how he crowned 
creation, with the creation, the special creation of man in his own image, man in whom he has put the ability to think and choose, to remember, to understand, and to love. And we ended by saying that Adam and Eve, God's first creation, were his children, and they inexpressibly were dear to him. They were inexpressibly dear to him. I indicated that the next time we talked, we'll be talking about how evil came to our world. And that is what we want to talk about today. Everything was made perfect. Everything was made out of love. And from the very beginning, it was a paradise. What happened? That's the question. Adam and Eve had everything to make them happy. They enjoyed perfect physical and mental health. Living in a beautiful garden home in a flawless world. That is what we read about in Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. Now if you read from chapter 1 verses 28 to 31, you get that everything was perfect. And so they were living in a beautiful garden. They were living in a flawless world where nobody would go and steal anybody's something. No terrorists, nothing. God promised them children and the ability to do creative thinking and to find satisfaction in the work of their hands. They experience face-to-face fellowship with their maker. No trace of worry, no fear, no sickness. Nothing marred their blissful days. But the question is, how did the world change so drastically into a place of suffering and tragedy? The second and third chapters of Genesis tell the entire story of how sin entered our world. Read them at your leisure. But I want to give you a brief summary of the contents. We cannot read through the whole two chapters. But by way of summary of the contents, sometime after God established a perfect world, the devil came to the Garden of Eden to tempt Adam and Eve into disobeying their creator. God limited the devil's sphere of influence to one tree in the garden, that is, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, Adam and Eve, you can eat every tree, but for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't touch it, don't eat it. And he warned the first human couple to stay clear of this tree and never to eat its fruits, or they would die. That was a punishment. But one day... We are told that Eve, the woman, wandered over by the forbidden tree. The devil quickly launched into his sales pitch. He claimed God had lied to her and that if she ate the tree's fruit, she wouldn't die, but would become as wise as God himself, knowing good and evil. Tragically, Eve ate them, and then she gave Adam, her husband, and he also ate. Before they ate this, they had only known good. They allowed the devil to con them, and they sampled the forbidden fruit, and they broke their bond of trust and obedience with God. God planned for Adam and Eve to rule over our world as the stewards of his created works. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he tells them that they were supposed to be stewards to take care of everything that he has created, to have dominion. But because they broke faith with God and chose the devil as their new leader, 
the couple lost their jurisdiction. Today, the devil claims the world as his and tries his best to enslave its people. The world looks like it is his and he tries to enslave us, you and I. There are many times when we find ourselves doing something selfish or even cruel when we really want to do the opposite. Why? Because we have the invisible enemy, the devil. He works to make people feel morally. And so you want to do good, yet you find it difficult to do the good thing. You always find within you the tendency to do bad. So the devil rules our lives. Our first parents allowed the devil into their lives and he has taken control of the lives of them and their descendants. And that includes us. As you read chapter 3 of Genesis, I'm saying, get time, if possible, immediately after listening to this message, pick your Bible and read it. It is not too long. After reading, you will discover that sin caused Adam and Eve to hide from God in fear because when God came into the garden, they were afraid. They saw that they were naked and so they decided to hide away from God. Sin did not only affect Adam and Eve, it affected the whole of creation. The trees started to wither. Thorns appeared along with flowers. The soil suffered with drought. The labor became a burden. There was trouble just because of a fruit that Adam and Eve ate. Disease began to strike at random. Jealousy, animosity, greed multiplied, and human miseries continued to multiply. Most terrible of all, sin brought with it death. And that was how our perfect world welcomed evil, just a disobedience of the perfect rule of God, not to eat off a fruit. Our first parents did it, and evil came to our world. So we want to say that, yes, it is indeed the devil who brought about sin into our world. We will talk about this devil the next time we continue. But until then, you've been listening to Pastor Joseph and Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF 595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana We will expect your feedback Ghana Voice of Hope 
I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank you.